a communique from the presidency. In 2017, there was a communique from the presidency cautioning against the abuse of Siberia. We'll bring it back. Thankfully, thankfully, there is another letter from the office of the president. As you say, my to me, says Cyrus, no, a Toby trap. Muntia, hey, yeah, in Yanet, said the affairs here, and no. I don't know what other regions will do. Okay. But greater Accra, Mama, your former committee, Dada, which will include DVLA, which includes um, road safety. Which includes rep from interior. I have indicated that we are working on stopping cities, such abuse. RCC, we have formed a committee including DVLA, road safety, okay. reps from the interior, national security, and the media houses, among others. We are giving everyone to the end of July. Everyone with a siren in his vehicle who is not authorized by law should remove it. We are giving them up to the end of July. Up to the end of, end July. of July. This is how I like to do my things. Okay. Two months is enough. So you heard it there. Uh, that is the uh, order. The crackdown on the abuse of sirens by ministers of state and other government officials was this week reactivated. In fact, the regional minister has issued an end of July ultimatum, which you just had him there communicate for all those abusing sirens to remove them or face the consequences. There was an earlier directive and the abuse, the, those abusing it, was specified. Government officials, regional and ministers generally. Tonight, the question of the abuse of sirens by Ghanaian uh, public officials and their sense of entitlement, as some have uh, described disaster. Um, we're going to be looking into this. You know, what is it about our government officials, the ministers, that gives them this sense of entitlement that empowers them to drive past the ordinary man with sirens blaring whilst you're in traffic taking your son to school or on your way home tonight, stuck in the, f- the thick Friday traffic. You possibly have seen a V8 drive by with sirens and strobe lights blaring. Why does a typical Ghanaian government official feel so entitled, requiring a whole presidential directive to check the siring impunity. We're connect Ghana and beyond to discuss. The beauty of this conversation tonight is you may be on your way home and may have experienced what we're just about to talk about. Don't keep quiet. Reach out to us here on Ghana. I want to hear from you. Tonight, I want to be harvesting a lot of your comments from social media and I'm going to be calling you back because you may be sitting in traffic and may have noticed this. We're discussing this. Get in touch. As always, we connect after the break. Hey, Charlie, my network is really killing me. I have to pay my uncle's workers five mobile money, but the charges alone eh, is about 380 CDs. Charges alone just to send money? That's 10 bucks of cement already, my guy. Listen, bro, you can save money on charges if you move to Vodafone Cash now. Vodafone Cash? Mm-hmm. But my network is very... Sending money on that your network, you pay. Sending money on your network to other networks, you pay. But guess what? Sending money on Vodafone Cash is free. Sending money on Vodafone Cash to all other networks is also absolutely 
absolutely free. No charges at all on Vodafone Cash. So tell me, what are you still doing on that your network? Massa, look sharp. Then move to Vodafone Cash. Hey, make a change the same right now. Yes, sending money on Vodafone Cash to all other networks is now absolutely free. Send unlimited amounts of money as many times as you like for free. Just dial star 110 hash now to send money. Hello, please. Am I speaking to Miss Joanna Kuma? Yes, please. Aha. Uh-huh. My name is Philip and I'm calling from MTN. Someone has just sent you money and we will need you to enter your PIN number so that we can put the money in your account. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Dada. MTN will never ask you for your PIN. Never reveal your PIN to anyone under any circumstances. And if you are not sure, always check the number. MTN will only call you with a dedicated number 0244 300,000. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. We are good together everywhere you go. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 we know it's important to create a productive and supportive working environment by investing in your employees' health. With a leading international track record, Apex Health Insurance is regulated and licensed by the National Health Insurance Authority to provide medical insurance services to institutional clients, families, and individuals. Apex Student Package and International Medical Solutions are all here to cushion you. Visit Apex Health Insurance Office at Zion House, Boundary Road, Shiashi, or call 0501-683-914 or 0232-000-015 in Kumasi. We are located opposite Prempe College, Sofoline, and in Takradi, Apex Health, your preferred health insurer. Allianz, insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, We have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life. We secure your future.
And you're live on Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Evan Spencer, and this is Ghana Connect. Tonight, the crackdown on siren impunity. Communicate from the presidency. In 2017, there was a communicate from the president cautioning against the abuse of Sanyamia. We'll bring it back. Thankfully, thankfully, there is another letter from the office of the president. As you say, my to me says, Irene's no, it will be trapped. I don't know what other regions will do. Okay. But Greater Accra, Mama, your form committee, Dada, which will include DVLA, which includes um, road safety, which includes rep from interior. I have indicated that we are working on stopping such abuse. RCC, we have formed a committee including DVLA, road safety, okay. reps from the interior, national security, and the media houses, among others. We are giving everyone to the end of July. Everyone with a siren in his vehicle who is not authorized by law should remove it. Yeah, man. Are you in traffic tonight? Possibly stuck in thick Friday traffic. Have you seen a V8 whiz by with sirens blaring and the strobe lights just flashing? Well, listen, that vehicle may be simply perpetuating an illegality, taking advantage of either the car is driving in or she's driving in, uh, pretending to be somebody is not, because there are clear rules governing this. The Office of the President issued a statement this week clarifying the situation. And so I'm going to share with you, with you tonight. And I want to bring you in wherever you are in traffic listening to us. See that vehicle, say something. Take a picture, do a video, send to us. Let's talk about it tonight. 
And I want to quickly clarify what the presidency said about use of sirens. It says, I refer to the letter, talks about, you know, an earlier letter in 2017, way back. And they are asking all these ministers to note that the directive on the abuse of the use of sirens by who? Ministers of state and other government officials is still in force. It ties the regulation concerned. I don't want to bore you with allies and blah, blah, blah. Simply put, it specifies that the categories of vehicles that can use siren. A government vehicle used for official purpose by the head of state, right? The president. A police vehicle. A motor vehicle used by the fire service. A motor vehicle used as an ambulance by a hospital or clinic. A motor vehicle used by other recognized government security agencies. And a bullion vehicle registered by the licensing authority. Listen, if you see any other thing on the stretch that isn't this, take a picture, video, send it to us, put your number to it. We'll call you, have a conversation on the back of this. It's simple. If it's not the president, and when the president is moving, you know. The president's vehicle is distinguished by the coat of arms in front of it. You won't miss it, okay? You know what a police vehicle is. That is also allowed. You definitely know what a motor vehicle used by the fire service is. You also must know what the motor vehicle used as an ambulance by a hospital clinic. You know what that it looks like. You know what a vehicle used by other recognized government security agencies, and I guess that's where the, the blurry gray areas emerge because sometimes they use the vehicle and they say they're national security. Okay. A bullion vehicle registered by the licensing authority um, is also clear to use. Let's have this conversation. Uh, you remember the target of this letter to ministers who were abusing this, government officials who were. Question is, why does a Ghanaian, typical Ghanaian government official feel so entitled? They've been doing this all around since 2017, in spite of the ban on it. Let's have that conversation tonight. On Ghana Connect. Now, Iran Adam Karim is executive director of uh, Maltiti Foundation and uh, is connecting on Zoom. Hello, Iran. Okay, all of you, please unmute. Unmute your Zoom. Hi, hi, good evening. Hey, good evening. Nice uh, to have you connecting with us. Where are you connecting with us from? It's a pleasure. I'm connecting with you from Ajengano. Nice one. Um, also connecting is Felix Anaman. Let's go to Felix in Iowa, USA. All the way there. Best practices, right? We need to learn it. Why? He's a transport operator there. This is his job. He knows what the rules say there, but he knows what he says here too. Hello, Felix. How are you? I'm doing great. Again, thanks for connecting. Uh, Peter is, is with me in the studio. Hello, Peter. You're connecting in the studio. How are you doing, Peter? Long time no see. Activate his microphone for me. Benjamin is a public relations practitioner and a writer. And uh, also connects with us on Zoom. Hello, Benji. Hi, Evans. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, uh, listen, we are going to connecting, we're going to connect to um, um, United Kingdom, uh, London, to be very specific. I, it, the thing that fascinates me about United Kingdom is that the, the head of state there, I mean, let's well, the prime minister, the, the parliamentarians, they all... They don't use sirens. I mean, I, I rarely, when I was in London for almost two years, I, I never really saw a, a vehicle waste by, apart from, you know, the dispatch rider. I mean, Boris Johnson rides a bicycle. Force is connecting from London. Hello, Force. 
Hi, Evans. Top of the evening to you and your listeners. And um, it's a pleasure to be on this um, this astute show again. Oh, top of the evening to you too. Uh, do we have a regional minister? Oh, the regional minister is connecting. Uh, uh, hello, Mr. Kwati. Hello, Mr. Kwati. Hello, sir. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. And I'm, I'm delighted that you're joining us. Thanks for the fantastic work you're doing, by the way. Thank you very much, my brother. Um, Thank you. When public officers do the right thing, we need to pat them on the back and say, do more of that. And so tonight, we pat you on the back. Do more of that. Don't stop. I'm pretty sure that, you're, you. that the heat has been coming. You've been doing a lot of good things uh, since you were appointed. And I personally I must say, uh, that uh, area there at um, Medina, uh, you've managed to clear that place. is free-flowing now. Beautiful, simple solution. Um, you've prevented the hawkers from coming in, planting those nice palm trees with the, you know, flashing lights. Listen, congratulations. Thank you. I just hope Thank that you. you don't you don't lose steam though, because you have four more, you have three more years to go. So we encourage you and do more for us. But let's start with the initiative you've done. You, they have up until what, July to remove all the uh, sirens on your vehicles, correct? No, we're saying that after the president's directives. We, uh, and I speak as the chairman of the Regional uh, Security Council, RECSEC. So I'm not speaking as a regional minister. I'm not speaking as, as a certain Henry Corte, But I'm speaking in a capacity as a regional security chairman of the Regional Security Council, who has a mandate to ensure that uh, the, the region enjoys uh, the security that it deserves and uh, uh, protects, and for that matter, uh, 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 human lives and all that. So I, I speak in that capacity in short. Now, uh, following Mr. President Directors, we are saying that Greater Accra is putting up, uh, up a modality uh, that will ensure that, uh, or will regulate rather, the use of sirens in Accra. And so because of that, we, we, we are saying uh, uh, we're giving them two months by which they would have removed all their sirens from their vehicles. And then they will apply the modalities that we are introducing. And the modalities are, are such that uh, you will have to apply to the Minister of the Interior. Uh, and the Minister of Interior would also send your, your request to the National Security, who would in turn vet your request. And if approved, it comes back to the interior minister, and then uh, the approval is given to you. You go to an accredited uh, dealer who fixes sirens. Once the siren has been fixed, a barcode is affixed on your car, so as to make it easier for the security and intelligence agencies to, 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 by way of enforcement, be able to detect a car fitted with a siren that has not been given the, the uh, uh, approval to do so. Now, in order to get all these things right, we, that's why we're giving two months' notice for people to remove their sirens, and then once we kickstart, uh, it will not be said that, oh, well, we, we're not given uh, uh, ample notice, you know, or enough time. Now, if I may provide this in information. Uh, the road traffic regulations, uh, 74LI2180, is clear on the use of sirens in this country. It states categorically persons who are authorized to use sirens. 
And so we are acting on that on that strength. So just for clarity, when you say that you, you can go for a permit and get, you're saying that those who are specified and under the law who are permitted to use, they are the only people who are going to be getting, who can apply and get this affixed. They are the only people, but again, uh, 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 the national security and other security and intelligence agencies certainly will use the salaries because it's prescribed in the law. Exactly. However, in exceptional cases where the the office of the president deemed it necessary to to allow some persons to use the sirens, they will have to go through this process. It is just like uh, acquiring a weapon in this country. First, you, you write to the Minister of Interior indicating reasons why you want to own a weapon. And then that uh, uh, application is sent to the National Investigation Bureau, formerly Bureau of National Investigations, who will vet your application and make sure that indeed you are suitable, you are not a security risk to, as a matter of fact, uh, own a weapon. Once they are satisfied that indeed you are eligible to, to as it were, own a weapon, same recommendations are sent to the Office of the Minister of the Interior. And then you are now given a letter to import a weapon, and then copies are sent to uh, customs division and all that, and then the Ghana police service who will now take your biodata, fingerprint, and register it for you. And every year you go and renew your weapon. So it's a similar thing. You want to use a siren. Okay. So write to the Minister of the Interior, indicate the car that you want the siren to be fixed on. It means that the car, the, 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 the chassis number will have to be stated. The, the registration number will have to be stated. Your, your ID card, whether it's a voter ID card, <laughs> driver's license, including your house number, and one or two people who act as uh, whether they are guarantors or whatever. All these information will be on an application form. You fill it. Then the NID will go and do a check to make sure that indeed Mr. ABCD can use a siren. Uh, and so that recommendation comes back. And then we now will have to get yeah. all persons who, for that matter, are selling this equipment, these uh, sirens, to register with the Interior Ministry of National Security so they are accredited. Okay. So these companies, when they fix a siren on a car, will have to send returns. So National Security and Ministry of Interior. So we have a database of uh, of uh, of uh, sirens that they fix in cars. Okay. Now, should we accost a driver or a car that has a siren in it and has not gone through these processes, the company that fixed the siren for it will, will then have to. Uh, speak to us and tell us why they have done so. Uh, Mr. Quarter, stay with me because I have a few friends um, who are connecting with us, uh, ordinary friends who, I mean, uh, ordinary Ghanaians like myself who are interested in this um, and want to interact with you. Uh, and so I, I think I got a, I got a, a and I, uh, well, there's, there's a rather, there's Felix, uh, there's Peter who's here with me, there's Benjamin and there's Force in the UK. I, I saw somebody once wanted to interact with the minister. Felix wants to go before I die. Uh, yes, Felix. The minister is on. He's, uh, he's, he's on. Great. Thank you so much. So how can this initiative be missed uh, the chaotic or indiscipline on our street, uh, which basically causes major traffic jam? Because it is based on this fact. That's why people, most of them, 
society. Uh, what initiatives are there? Okay, I, I think I get, Felix, we, 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 the line wasn't great, but I think I get the question. Uh, Mr. Quarter, he was asking the question about the, the, the bigger problem with traffic jams, especially in Accra, which really is what forces the pe- force, forcing people to, you know, put on strobe lights and sirens. And, and just to expand that question, people not, not necessarily are even putting on sirens, but they're using their horns. If you are privileged That's enough, if you are, oh God, yes, if, if you are privileged oh, enough to, do, <laughs> oh, oh. yes, force, force. Did I say something that you wanted to say, Evans? Evans, I'm trying to hold my peace and hold my cool because I've got the minister on, and I really, really, I'm struggling because he said loads of beautiful things, but to me, it's rhetoric because the law enforcement in Ghana is really appalling when it comes to these things, and this, this this min these this these ministers they are the law enforcers they don't even respect the same law they enforce they actually put out there and they are the problem they are the problem one they don't respect their time uh, okay for the better of an analogy i live in the uk where transport systems work and so um ministers can feel free to use transport network the mayor of london goes to work on a bus and gets on the tube he doesn't need any siren. Why is a minister uh, of any kind, if it's not an emergency, why do you need a siren? It means you are late because you don't respect time. And they, they, they are the worst offenders. And I'm happy that he said that. But my question to him, which I want to really direct to him, and he kept saying it and it kept boiling my blood because he says the people fixing sirens. Why have we got people fixing sirens that don't we don't even have on books and they have not been into any form of training and we don't even know where they are? If you don't know where they are, how are you going to be able to actually manage the type of sirens they put in? Sirens have different sounds. Different ambulances have different sounds. Police have different sound. Ambulance have different sound. They have different colors as well. So if you don't know what they're doing, how are you going to manage that? Uh, Mr. Quarter, do you, do you I'm sympathize? Really struggling to- I'm yeah. struggling. Uh, 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 give me, uh, give me, uh, give me a second. Well. Give, give me a second. I'll and come I'm to you. Let, that, let, um, let um, um, with the greatest of respect, this is Ghana, a developing country. It can't be compared to a developed country, never. We, we are getting there, and by the grace of God, we get there. Now, unlike other jurisdictions where uh, the address system works very well, you would agree with me that hitherto, uh, the topography uh, in our country and address system is even difficult to trace some, but let's be very honest, until the introduction of uh, uh, the digital address and other national identification, which government is rolling out, and I know that by the end of this year, it will be tied into a lot of... Uh, 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 areas where it will now narrow it down for uh, somebody to actually be traced to a particular location. So we are getting there now. On the on the on the issue of people fixing their sirens and we don't know, I am sure that uh, my brother would agree with me that even in the UK there is an error there. People driving into the inner city of London. That is why they have introduced. Uh, uh, at times where you go into the inner city and then you pay. It is not to say that there isn't even traffic in almighty America. There is traffic there. So I think that we should appreciate where we have come from. And if you read the, the, the precedent, uh, it is clear that ministers, deputy ministers and all that cannot use it. It is the enforcement that we are talking about. Yeah, Mr. So Quartet, I think if we can... Modality, yeah, Mr. Quartet, if we can, can address something he said... Something he said about 
the president's uh, directive that came earlier mentioned the abuse by ministers and government officials. I mean, you were a minister yourself, you've been the deputy. Can you address this concern that the ministers were those who are actually abusing? It took the president's office to clarify this again. Why, um, why does I, that happen? I, I think, again, we should appreciate the fact that Mr. President has been bold. Frankly speaking, this is Africa. The president has been bold to say that, look, my, 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 my uh, ministers and deputy ministers should uh, respects the law. And I think that, and I haven't seen any attempt to be corrected, but I haven't seen that before. So let us rather appreciate a president who is bold to say, look, respect the law. Um, the abuse of salaries has become one too many. And let us rather put our heads together and see how we can all help to enforce it. So this end, it didn't say that deputy ministers and ministers are exempted. They're all part of it. So it shows you clearly that this is a president who sent signals that, look, I want to deal with an issue regardless. So okay. I think we should appreciate that fact. And I think that let us look at the modalities. And that is why we are saying two months to allow time for the modalities to be put in place properly. Mm. Why does it can? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Because we've been in the telcos, and the telcos will also help with the, as, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, there's always a uh, foot. Yeah. You see somebody riding, you send it, and then we follow up and we yeah. take the car. The other people, we found it. This is where we are getting to. Yeah. Okay, let me take mm -hmm. a final a final badge of uh, questions and then okay, we can let you go. And uh, Benjamin, uh, uh, Benjamin, uh, Evans, is it Benjamin? If I may come in, Evans. Yes, please go on. Yes, Evans. Yes. So, um, so Evan. my, 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 my concern. Yeah, Benjamin, to, hold on to, first. To, let me hear from, um, I think it's Ira. Yes. Yeah, so my concern then to the minister is that if you're saying that, you know, we, we want to prevent people from using sirens on our roads, but then you're, 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 you're leaving a caveat that says that. If you want to be able to use a siren, then you should go through the you know the right channels or the right processes yep. and be given a line and, and be given you know a license or, or what have you in order to use a, a siren. At the end of the day, it doesn't solve the problem because the people because the people that would that that will still get access to this siren will still be the politicians, will still be the powerful and mighty in society, and it still, it, it still puts. It still puts the poor people That's in the same joke. situation. So, so it does not solve the problem. If we are preventing people from using silence, then I think that it should be outright. No one, no one should be given a caveat. No one should be given any room to say, I mean, what emergency could possibly want you to use a siren? If the ministers and the politicians want to get an opportunity to get to places fast, and just as my brother in London says, they've got to respect time. Two, they've got to fix the road. They've got to fix the traffic lights. They've got to fix the country. Because if you fail, if you fail to fix the system, and then just by virtue of the fact that you're powerful and mighty in society, or you have political power, you have money, or what is uh, what it is, then you can beat the system as a result of that. Then you're not solving the problem. If you're solving the problem, then everyone should have equal access. We should get our ministers joining us in public. What happened to the RBT system that were developed some years past, right? So all of these are things we should be talking about. And asking people to stop using sirens will not stop the traffic situations on the road the rich and mighty will still have access because they have the money to pay. They know the people in authority. They know the people in power. So it does not solve the problem. I Thank think you. that we need to come Thank again. Yeah. Uh, need to come again. Be Benjamin? Um, um, if I may, yeah, Yes, oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Hey, Evans. Yeah, Benjamin, Evan. give me a second. Um, ben Benjamin, um, Honorable Mr. Quartz, I want, to, I want to just take one last comment and then you can respond okay. to both. And then, uh, Benjamin. Okay, so my, my comment and question is, why are we giving them two months to rectify this? 
Um, I have driven a car before that had um, tinted glasses. I was stopped immediately. I was stopped. I was asked to take tinted glasses off. I did that and I left. Why are we giving ministers two months to be able to rectify this? I mean, the thing is, we are the same people. If it has to be corrected, it has to be immediate. Is it because they are ministers or deputy ministers who are treated that with kid gloves? We can't do this. Is that what we want to face the problem head on and resolve it, or we don't resolve it at all? We know the people who are causing the issue. We know the people who are at the, at the, at the, at, who are the corpus in this matter. Let's just move on and rectify the issue. Giving them two months, I think it's dragging the team too much. It's akin to saying that, okay, you're a thief, so still for two months, after two months, then we can arrest you. For me, it doesn't sit well. Honestly. No, okay, no, let me get um, a minister to respond now. I, I, I seriously beg to differ. Uh, fixing of siren in a car, if not, it takes, uh, it goes, it's a process. It might take a day or two. Going to remove them might take a day or two. Uh, as we speak, we have so many people. And point of correction, it might interest you to know that it is not only politicians who are currently using sirens. As a matter of fact, business people, Mostly business people are now using siren. Some even commercial vehicles. Uh, I don't really want to speak and mention uh, other, but largely it is being blamed on the politicians. <laughs> and I'm saying that quite a number of people in this country are using sirens who are not government officials, and that should be on record. Now, again, reasons why I said persons who may qualify. My brother in the UK would agree with me with the greatest of respect. When the people in the monarchy are moving, they don't go in buses. They go in a convoy, and they are led by, you know, so that's what I'm saying. That if you have an Ochihini, you have somebody, for instance, Santihini, uh, and that moving, those are the things we are talking about. So there is clear recognition of that. If, if that one too is, is a problem, then I, I'll be surprised. Yeah, but, because, but, but, but Mr. Kwate, like, the, the like problem you have... Yes, but, but if Ochihine or that Santin is moving, can't we just simply give him a police dispatch and that will solve usually, the problem? Usually they use a police dispatch, dispatch that's what I'm saying. So, so clearly, I just want to, to <laughs> say that we are not going to, as it were, allow people to fix their hands in their cars because they are politicians. You, no. But uh, in every law, you leave room for, and that's what we are saying, that today people have got, wep- they have got uh, uh, weapons. That is not to say that everybody has it. It goes through a process for you to have it. And, and my brother in the UK yeah. will agree to that. that yeah. But mm-hmm. for the transport system, which is good in the UK, it will be very difficult to drive uh, and, and, that, and, that that is, and that is one question yeah. that was also asked. In fact, twice, yeah. Felix asked it too, which is but that... We don't have that transport system here. We are getting there. Because it's, it's and the nature of the road is country. that's what creates the yes. traffic that then forces people absolutely to them. and there is congestion in town because the city has almost everything so it ha- there has to be a re-engineering uh, to ensure that send- some uh, businesses are relocated and that's a long-term plan in the immediate we want to tackle the abuse of the use of sirens indeed when you say two months is a long time I agree with him. But I think that we, we are giving everybody the opportunity to do the right thing. So that when we hit the road running, and besides that, today, today we want to check those who are using sirens. We need a mechanism, a mechanism, sorry, to use. You get what I mean? The methodology to use. It gives us also time to put all this in place so that once we, we, we find you driving around, how are we going to enforce it? And that's exactly what you're talking about, the enforcement bit. Mm. We'll be putting all these things right so that by two months' time, 
we have a solid system in place to ensure enforcement. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. grateful. I'm grateful, Mr. Korte, and, and thank you uh, for your time here um, on, on Ghana Connect. Uh, he's explained it. You've asked the questions. I'm, I'm waiting to hear more from your social media, but let's debate what we've just heard. Um, are we satisfied with, with the explanations we've heard already and what more needs to be done? Let me come to my uh, my connectors. I want to come to the studio uh, and bring in Kilsing. Kilsing. Yeah, uh, I think I have listened to both sides you know, of the argument. And there is a sirens. Uh, usually, let me say, a disturbing phenomenon of lawlessness in the country as of now. And um, it's a matter of concern for both the elite and the commoners. Now, on the argument of Karim or by Karim that we should have a spontaneous stop, the use of sirens by ministers, by politicians, and etc., I, I would say I agree with him to an extent. On another level, I disagree with him. Yeah, where you disagree, because that would be interesting. No, I, I, I agree with him, first of all, um, because in order to solve a problem, the politicians who are the formulators or promulgators of the law or policies must first of all have a first-hand experience or assessment of the situation before solving it. Now, largely, the reason why the use of siren has been predominant in Greater Accra has to do with traffic, the overburdening nature of our traffic. Now, in order for them to solve the transport system, they should feel the heat. They should understand what the normal citizen goes through each and every day of having to beat the traffic to attend a 7 a.m. meeting or to reach the job place by a particular time. And that is what we face in the country as of now. And so for me, I strongly believe that um, we should get to a time where the politicians themselves should be able to assess the situation. And if you look at the fight against Galamse, for example, you would all attest to the fact that uh, Honorable Samuel Abu-Janapo has been taking some aerial tour, I mean, land, um, what do you call it, tour, to have a real experience of what the situation is before you are able to even think of um, putting up mechanisms to solve the problem. And that is one step. That is a, that is a particular analogy I'm using to address the situation. It's the same way um, those in charge of the law or those in charge of policy making must understand the real traffic situation in Accra and find very convenient mechanisms or strategies in dealing with them. Now, if you're a minister and you're supposed to attend a cabinet meeting at 10, and by 9.30 you are in the traffic, let's say uh, the meeting is at Jubilee House, and you are at, um, let me say, 37 is quite closer to Flagstaff House, um, um, somewhere far or further from Jubilee House, you would understand the nature of fixing the vehicular situation in Accra. And so people having to experience the depth of the situation helps in, first of all, addressing the situation first, expanding the road yeah. structure. And you see, if in, in, on our street, when the vehicles have to maneuver their way or bully their way through um, um, their destination, you realize that our road infrastructure are not even proper. The cars have to expand their width. Yeah, but but, 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 that, but that's that, that is the point. That's the point Felix is making. Yeah, that the, 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 fix fix that exactly. The, the, the I want to bring the vehicles must have to expand their width, and sometimes it might even cause to um, 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 what do you call it cause accidents. And maybe we have not experienced a lot of accidents. Maybe I haven't experienced, but I should think that there have been several circumstances or instances where. Um, a result of them maneuvering their way through. Yeah, has caused, definitely yes. causes accidents. Have, I wanna, have, let, have, let me bring in Felix um, from Iowa. Felix, you made that point earlier. I mean, well, did, did you get did you get an answer that satisfied you from the minister and you know from what you heard? Obviously not. I absolutely did not get that answer, and I, and I was waiting for that to follow up because now you neither did I. 
people, in, especially in the commercial sector, that flood the streets of Ghana, right? Without requisite uh, or proper training uh, for them to be on. So they drive, like, you know, with no common sense, uh, forgive my words, but that's the fact, right? So until that one major aspect is actually um, uh, 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 kind of, uh, you know, taken out of the equation, you know, getting people to move smoothly on our streets will become a problem. That is one. And then fixing of our streets, uh, maintaining those laws, and then, of course, proper laws to actually sustain those initiatives in terms of discipline. Now, I don't even know people, I, with this initiative the, uh, the minister is talking about, I believe strongly that people are going to pay their way out. How do they set good examples and sustain it? Because that is the only way, one of the major ways that can bring those uh, uh, problems free that we're talking about. Yeah, Benji. Hello, Evans. Yeah, you just said that. I mean, I, I thought you were, you, were, you were making a point. Yeah, I was. for me, what the sticking point is, like I gave you an example. When you're driving a car with tinted glasses, you're stopped in the middle of the street, you're actually taking the tint off. Okay, there and then the issue is corrected. So how is it that when it comes to ministers and other people who are using sirens, you say we're giving them two months and then after that, we can enforce the law? Are we kidding in this country? Are we serious? I mean, secondly, the other thing is, we saw a letter that was written in 2017. What has happened four years down the line? Nothing has been done. It obviously has been a country of very beautiful laws. Our issue is that we have very bad at implementation of the laws. We have a lot of laws on our books that are not being implemented. And every time something happens, we bring a law to say it's been always there. So what is happening to implementation? And you know, when we treat our ministers with kid gloves, it means that we are giving the ordinary man the chance to feel that they are better than us and that they can do the things with, 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 with the impunity that they are doing. And that we cannot allow in this country. It has to be immediate. I am not satisfied. I am very happy with what the minister is doing, but the two months for me, I think, but but but, but it should uh, do it and it should be immediate. But, but Benji, what what, a, what about the ordinary, I mean, rich upper class Ghanaian with a V8, who also buy strobe lights and they don't have sirens per se, but they use their horns. I see them all the time. What about that category? Don't of you allow that to happen? It's that simple, Evans. I know you're asking Ben. It's a, it's, a, it's a leadership thing. If the leaders are able to set the example, we're going to follow. Yeah, okay. okay. But at the end of the day, these people, these people are tied to all these other people. That at the end of the day, something happens, somebody calls somebody, and the issue is, 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 is sorted. I, I want to hear for. I mean, at the end of the day, let, the, let, let, let the example come from the upper echelons of society. Let them show us what it is that we then we'll follow suit. It's simple as that. Okay, for, for us, you, you, you say I shouldn't allow them. I mean, how am I? I mean, I can't. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me give you, let me, uh, Evans, Evans, if I may, let me just give you two examples. I was recently, I was in Ghana and there was um, some so called somebody important behind me walking their siren. And I'll just give you an example where I was. I was in that little tunnel that connects. Um, that cuts through um, the airport, that little tunnel that cuts through to... Um, the under, under bridge. The East Ligon under bridge, yes. And um, some, 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 and just, and he, he, he claimed he was a minister, unfortunately. Well, as some so-called minister. I don't want to mention him because I got his name. I was very furious with him and he was behind me and his so-called um, driver was going... Well, 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 in my ears. And I go, well, we're in a tunnel. You stay there. If you wanted to be in the office, 
you would have left earlier, an hour earlier, to make sure you were in the office. And um, so we got we got through the tunnel, and he was angry. And um, he had the impudence, and I mean the most disgusting impudence of the most minimal human being in the world to actually get off his car to go, why were you stopping me? And I thought, if you were that serious and where you were going were that important, yeah. will you have stopped? My point. That tells me you don't even know what the sirens are for. Let me just give you another example. Um, so I gave him my peace of mind, and he was like, oh, well, oh, you, do you know who I am? I go, I don't know, and I don't really want to know. Well, yeah, that's what it comes down to. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. In the UK, for example, a policeman lost his job for using the siren at a wrong time because he felt it was important, but it wasn't important. He lost his job, and that was after the second time of doing it. In the UK, the Prime Minister rarely use sirens because we take noise pollution very, very seriously. And rampant use of your blasting of your horn can land you into trouble. You can't use it. And these are simple, simple things that unfortunately, Evans, we don't need a new law. We have those laws in Ghana because I've seen them. And don't forget yes. the practice. The main perpetrators of these things are the so-called elite politicians, the so-called people who are meant to know the law and to enforce, to actually uh, the way so we follow. Um, and, and they always feel important. But the funny thing they're forgetting is the youth are now awake. Yeah, people I mean, know the right from wrong, and, 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 and we're going to start holding them to account. And let me hear, Karim. Have to learn now let, and not later. Let me hear, Karim. I'll, I'll hear from uh, Kilsey. I'll go to social media. Yes, Karim. Hi, right, thank you very much, Evans. Evans, um, you see, the major problem that we have in Ghana is leadership. Period. Thank if, you. If if leadership of the country fix the country, we won't have issues where people are always trying to create, you know, certain laws to favor themselves. Because what I do when you when 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 the minister said that well there are certain instances or there are certain people that if they want it they can they can apply for it because ordinarily we allow people who want to you know have access to guns have access to guns that's a different situation we are talking about people's personal security here we are talking about people who travel late in the night and will need personal protection and so the person buys a pistol and gets you know a license for it gets documentation or registration for it but even with that. How are we, we are still not even able to trace the number of people who own these arms, you know, um, legally. Because there are still a lot of people who have weapons that, that are not registered. And so let's come back to issue of sirens or people, you know. At the end of the day, just as I told him, it is a politician, it is a, the, the, the elite in society who are still going to get access to this particular license. But the case is that what at all is the emergency you know, ab- about that you you, you want to use a siren to get wherever it is you're going to. If you leave your house early, you would get to your destination early. And so if you're a minister of state or if you're whatever, whoever it is that you are, then you need to start respecting time. If you're invited to an event and you want to get to the event early, then wake up early, prepare early and get there early and get people to respect you for that. If you need to attend to a meeting early, then leave your house early so you do not have to end up abusing the siren. Because the same way you're in a hurry, it's the same way somebody is in a hurry to drop their child in school. It's the same way someone is in a haste, you know, to go to the hospital in a car of their own because even our emergency systems are not working. There have mm. been several instances where, where you know, ambulances have had to wait for, you know, these so-called V8s and, 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 and siren-wielding cars, you know, to move before they are able to move. That's the kind of impudence we have on our roads in Ghana. Yeah. And I think that it is, it is high time 
that, you know, we, we, we put an end to all of these things. And so the president should not even, you know, say that, oh, they're giving them two months to remove them. We need to start cracking the whip now. Absolutely. No one should be given, no one should be given any caveat. Every minister, every MP, every CEO of a state corporation or whoever should go use the road just as every other person uses the road. Yeah, I mean, but I, have a but I, I, I want it. to, I want to expand this. I, I, the politicians, they must definitely get the hammering they, they, they get it because they abuse the most. In fact, the, the directive from the presidency targets ministers and government officials, but they are the rich guys. Who can afford the if, VH2? If, if, even, even, we must, they, we must bring them in. The, the, yes, we brought them in. That's what I, I talked about yeah. the elite in society, and these people fall under that bracket. But you see, those people are doing that because the politicians are showed the way. Well, I agree. By an example. <laughs> because, yeah. Be, yeah, exactly, because it is the politician. In Ghana, once anybody drives a V8, it is known that the person is a politician, right? So okay. if a rich person is able to afford a Land Cruiser V8, Obviously, we see the person as a politician. And so that person also, to some extent on the road, enjoys the privileges of a politician because he will not get stopped by the police. He will not be asked for his insurance. He will not be asked for his roadworthy, right? And he can break the law at any time and the police will salute him and watch him go. Chaligana so let, 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 me, let me bring in Peter. Peter. The politician. You see, yeah, people yeah. talk about the fact that... Karen, Karen, give me a second. Give me a second. If the people in authority do not show the way, Nobody would change. Karim, um, sorry. Let me hear Peter. I will do the same. Mind you, I still have certain connections with certain influential people in government. So at the end of the day, even if I'm arrested, all I need to do is make a phone call and before you realize the person is... He's gone. Isn't I mean, that what happens in Ghana? That, that, that is so it. That is I want to hear Peter on this, Peter. So it's good they are cracking the ministers and the MPs and what have you. But it needs to go beyond that. And just as I mentioned... Karim, hold on for me. Karim, hold on. Yes, Peter, go on. Yeah, for me, it's quite unfortunate that anything that happens or goes wrong in this country end up blaming politicians. It's so, so, so sad that they have to bear the wrath of Ghanaians for anything that simply goes. You think it's not justified that they are... They are... Just like you said, politicians do not only use sirens. There are a number of Ghanaians out there, rich elite, who have privileges of using siren. Now, the two-month, um, um, what do you call it, um, um, duration, like the minister has justified, is for us to ensure that there is a mass crackdown to avoid the use of sirens. And so the minister did justify that it is not to say that politicians just should stop using sirens during two months. He made further explanations to say that um, there are quite a number of people who are on the streets currently who are using sirens. And so the directive is to ensure that there is mass law enforcement to bring, um, what do you call it, a stop to that canker. Um, Evans, it is not wrong. I mean, it's a standard practice to avoid traffic in times of emergencies and use sirens. It is everywhere. Now, for which purposes the sirens are used is now a subject of question. You know of the traffic situation in this country. Whether or not ministers must bear the brunt of traffic is, 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 is an argument that is limited to everyone here. But if you're a minister and you close for a meeting, um, you're supposed to attend or join another meeting in 30 minutes and it is within the capital. Given the extent of um, the engagement you have to have, sometimes there is a need for a little bit of privilege to beat the traffic to attend such meetings. What we must think of addressing is where they use them illegally or unnecessarily. On the subject of um, the, the, the regulation body giving access to people to use sirens, we must look at the bureaucratic regimes 
um, as regards law enforcement in this country, you still have certain people have access to the law while others do not have access to it. You still have certain people have access to certain state privileges or protocols while others do mm -hmm. not have access to it. I do not hope and pray that you have a state regulatory body and you still have thousands of Ghanaians applying to have sirens because they are big and they have... Yeah, big. I mean, I think, I think that, that approach that the minister, that, exactly. that, that will introduce a, a, exactly. a, another problem. I want to hear from social exactly. media shortly. Yeah, Ernest, uh, what are people telling us on uh, social media? So, this one on WhatsApp, Kojo Insiyan Wetland says, the ministers or politicians are caught up in the culture of meeting delegation upon delegation, chiefs, party executives, opinion leaders, union leaders, nananom, what have you. Some are not necessary, but in, circ in our circumstance, if they fail to meet them, the public will accuse them of insensitivity, arrogance, and uh, say that they are unreachable. It is not like that in the developed countries. In Japan, for instance, the prime minister will never be scheduled to commission a completed uh, road project or interchange. But here, there's a whole presidential fanfare and we'll witness so with Apokwasi very soon. It means that officials have to move from one point to the other within a few minutes. And now we complain it's our own culture. And that is Kwejoin uh, Siyan Wetlands. This one also says, why should it take two months to disable sirens? The president has given a directive that you're using two months to operationalize it. I don't get it. The president didn't say if you want to use sirens. That's Kofi Aji. Uh, Samin Kumasi says the directive on siren impunity won't go anywhere because this is not the first time we've been here before. And let's go to a showman. Uh, Richard says the use of sirens in the country has blown up each and every day on the showman Estate Road, not far from the Atomic Hill Police Station. This V8 blows its siren all the time. Just before you went on the commercial break, the V8 passed by uh, blowing its siren again. Well, well thankfully, Richard uh, connects from a showman. Hello, Richard. Yes, Evans. Richard, what did you see? You see, Evans, I know we don't have much time, but let me say this. Uh, we are all learning from the authorities and whatever happens with our leaders, all what my elder brothers in the studio have said, they have hit the nail on the head. We are in this country. We said we should, they should fix this country. They should help the youth to get a stand. Yet, they are, they, are, they are telling us that they are making laws and they are disobeying the laws themselves. Every day, I know you have clothes from work and you're on your way home. What is the use of the siren for again? This siren blows all day. Every day I sit around the road and see the siren going through. Is it, a, is, it a, is it a V8? It's a V8. It's a V8. It's an every day. And the, the minister said something that I'm not happy with. The minister said we shouldn't compare Ghana to, because we are a developing country to the, the, the European countries. I will always say we should compare ourselves to them because we are looking up to them. What do you make comparison of? How do you compare a, 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 a school in a village comparing a school that school to the school in the city, public college? Oh, goodness me. They are me. making me that comparison there. because they are all looking up to each other. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the telephone line just got terrible there. But that's Richard connecting from a showman who joined us on on WhatsApp with his comment. He saw this V8 and got in touch. You can all help enforce it. Naming and shaming is part of the solution. Thank you all connectors, especially uh, Kareem, Felix, uh, Peter, who will join me in the studio, Benjamin. Uh, of course, uh, Force, always a pleasure to talk to you, Force, in the UK. Henry Quarty, uh, the Greater Crown Regional Minister, joined us to answer a few questions. Listen. Let's let's uh, let's watch out for those siren 
impunity, uh, guys who are breaking the law with impunity. Now that we know uh, it's uh, it's illegal to do so, uh, just name and shame. And by the way, the sound of the police there, uh, it's also uh, one that can use the siren, by the way. But the police themselves abuse it too. And as uh, Force said, the police officer in the UK uh, was uh, was severely sanctioned, sacked, because he abused the siren. Let's, uh, let's keep an eye on that. By the way, it's time for the Joy UCL quiz ahead of the UEFA Champions League final tomorrow. And... I'm delighted to bring it to you. And so we are at the end of another European season. And like we always do it here at Joy Sports and, of course, at Multimedia, we have special programs for you as we go through this. So we are bringing back the Joy UCL Fun Quiz. We love this so much. Last year, we saw the gentlemen coming to do what they could do. We had a winner in Kosaki. He's back to defend the title because the 2021 edition is right here. And we're going to be seeing eight contestants trying to do a little bit of battle inside the quarterfinals. We'll go to the semifinals and we'll go to the final. We're going to try and make this as fun as possible. My name is George Addy Jr. I'll be your quiz master, hopefully trying to guide these Young ones, I know they will come and debate this when they join us on set to make sure we have a winner. Or perhaps it could be the same winner because I'm sure Kosaki will love to defend his title. But we have to say a big thank you to the Joy Sports team who have powered this and then to Decathlon who have sponsored this quiz for us. And the winners today are going home with special prizes from Decathlon. The first, the second, and we've got a special prize for the most exciting commentator. A special round is going to begin in the quarterfinals. I'll take a short break. When I come back, I'll be introducing the girls to start it all. Don't go anywhere. All right, so now time to start our quarterfinal quiz. We've got four mini quizzes to come, and I'm going to be introducing the girls right now to join me. First, to join me on the set is Queensta Ejapong. Queensta joins us. Yay. Where is Queensta Ejapong? Queensta Ejapong. Queenie, 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 Queenie. Yo. Are you going to give me some movement? No. Uh, you don't like to dance? I'm so bad at dancing. Oh, so bad? I can't even try. I but can't dance so... to save my life. Oh, you can dance to save your life. Okay, but today you have to save your life. You try to answer some questions at least. Definitely. You're looking good in your Chelsea jersey as well. Thank you. Uh, what does it even say? We are, we are a few days to the Champions League final. Yeah. Are you winning? Yes, definitely. Manchester City, they themselves know we are going Charlie, to win. But against Aston Villa, the performance was poor, wasn't it? But Tottenham saved us. This yeah. time around, we are Who's winning. Saving? So that's the question. <laughs> Who's saving you in the final? Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> also joining us on set, you know, a lady who's going to be competing with Queen Star, Gifty. Where's Gifty? Where's Gifty? Gifty joining us. Yay. How are you doing? Fine. Are you good? Yeah. You can give me some moves. <laughs> that was that was sponsored sponsored all the way from Manchester United. You're a Manchester yes. United fan. Yes, of how course. Are you, how are you doing, Gifty? Oh, fine. Are fine. you sure you can beat Kinsta? Yes, of course. I'm beating uh, her. Uh, for before I hear you're looking for some partnership, but it doesn't look like a partnership. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, our job very simple. Oh, okay. 
They're going to ask three questions. They have the opportunity to answer in 15 seconds. And then there's also a spot for a little commentary. We'll see how it goes with your commentary skills when we roll into it. It should be very special. One of you are making it to the semi-finals for sure. Okay. So if you're ready, we can go. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes, we are ready. Very ready. I like, I like that. Yeah. And do you know last week we didn't have girls? Mm -hmm. We didn't have ladies. Yeah. We didn't have women. But this time we have. Yes, of So course. I'm sure you're going to make a big, a big, big, big statement of here, course. right? We are going to beat all the guys here. Okay. So it's as simple as that. Now, in our first round, I'm just going to mention the club. And then you tell me the year in which they won the Champions League. So simple. <laughs> like the way you are. It's too easy. It's too easy. It doesn't sound easy. Uh, oh, ah, this is easy. Ah, too, too, too okay. easy. Too, too easy. Like, so when I mention the club, then you find the year that they wanted to. If you're ready to go and you have 15 seconds to do that. Okay, okay so let's start. Um, it's an interesting one. All. It's very interesting because you know that the clubs have won in multiple years. Mm -hmm. Some clubs have more than one UEFA Champions League trophies. Yeah. So specifically, we're talking about the last time they won the Champions League. Yeah. Is it cool? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, because if I say Barcelona, you can tell me that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can mention one of the years when they won it. Yeah. But we just talk about the last time the clubs won the Champions League. It should okay. be very, very simple. <clears throat> right, so we're going. Let's go. Okay, so let's go. Manchester United. 2009. 2015. Manchester United cannot win. In 2009, they cannot win in 2015. Manchester, Manchester United. United. Manchester United. 2006. United. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United was 2008. John Terry's hey. thinking. Ah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first question. <laughs> AC Milan. 2004. 2006. 2009. 20, 2019. <laughs> but AC Milan can't win. Last time AC Milan won the Champions League was in 2007 against Liverpool. And that was a beautiful uh, revenge for them after they lost in two, 2005 to Liverpool okay, in, okay. In, Istanbul, in Istanbul. Right. Next question uh, going in there. Are you ready for me? Yeah. Last time they won it, FC Porto. 2000. 95. Um, 2001. Hey, <laughs> FC Porto. The last time, hey, the last time FC Porto won the league, Champions League, that was in 2004. Jose oh. Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, I'm the special one. I'm the special one. Okay, the final one before we go to the next round. It's been really difficult to, um, you know, try and, and, and get the ladies away from the women because you guys, you're finding it very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, FC Porto. Yeah. I mean, FC Porto is very, very simple. Not problem, no problems at all. So, Liverpool. 2005. 29. Last year. 2020. 2015. Liverpool, 2020. 2015. They won it last year. <laughs> ah. This is the 2021 Champions League. So the 2020 Champions League was won by Bayern Munich. They beat Paris Saint-Germain. Oh. So Liverpool won it in 2019 against Tottenham Hotspur. I said 2019. They won it last year. They won it this year. They won it last year. Oh, they won it this year. Okay. 
What won last year? I, so who's winning the Champions League this year? Chelsea. Uh, well, no, this, City. This, this is non-scoring. <laughs> Let's get into the next one. We're going straight to... Uh, I'm going to give you a clip. You're going to try to run commentary on this one. This okay. one to be uh, refreshing. You try to do something for me because in the first round, no scores for us. Okay. So this one will be very, very important in who is able to edge the other in the special one. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about 2012 UEFA Champions League final. Uh, DJ Drogba scored the final penalty for Chelsea to win it. There's no DJ Drogba this time, you know, uh, in uh, the Stadio di Braga. <laughs> so we are going to, okay, so we're actually going to the corner kick. We are going to the corner kick that DJ Drogba scored to move the game into extra time and into penalties. So if you are ready, girls, are you ready? Let, let's look at it again. You remember how this, oh, Charlie, this was really good. Lisa, what were you this day? I think I was at home. You are home, eh? Yeah. Okay, watching with the family. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you remember where you were gifted? No, I can't remember. Really no, I was watching it. Hey, baby, I watching yeah, the I game, was watching it. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Didier Drova at the near post with a dangerous header. Okay, so who's starting? Gifty, let's go. So let's, let's roll back. Gifty, let's go then. 